Court, the movie podcast, and Twitch stream where Sean and John and special guest Chad Ryden. Hey, everybody. Uh, watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We must welcome, of course, back to the show, John Burr. We love him. Uh, but we we must welcome, is it for the first time, Chad? Yeah, I've never been on the show. The late, great Chad Ryden here to represent the greatest film ever. Wait, what? you say exactly what you mean. America's favorite comedian of all time, Chad Ryden. Thank you here. To talk about the greatest film ever made, Police Academy 2. <laughs> we all watching, agree. If you're we not watching agree. the stream, I really thought that me having an actual Police Academy 4 jacket was going to be like best dressed <laughs> on the show. But Chad is here in a goddamn tuxedo. Hey, so. dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And I want to be Don Rickles. So Absolutely. here we go. I think uh, you should settle for the guy who plays Mauser in this movie. Ah, uh, R.I.P. They're all dead. Everybody yeah. on the cast except for Michael Winslow and Steve Gutenberg are dead. Didn't really? that guy? Didn't that guy die like this weekend? Yesterday or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Mauser I- just died. The only thing I know about him was like he was going to be in more Police Academy movies, but like got paralyzed. What? Something bad happened. Yeah, he was he was super excited to be in the film and loved him and. Yeah, was very grateful for the opportunity. He had the right attitude, quite he, frankly. He like fell off a fucking ottoman or some shit or a ladder, <laughs> and and was a fucking paraplegic. That for real. I mean, at this time in comedy, that's still a good bit. You bring him back in the chair. You yeah. can't do that now. You mentioned but- Steve Gutenberg, and Steve Gutenberg. Now this was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, so maybe this was ten years ago. But ten years ago. He had a six pack of abs at like age 50. That guy has always been cut. He's always looked great and people don't give him enough credit. Like he's a, he's a great actor. I feel like Steve Gutenberg gets exactly enough credit. Ah, No, (laughs) absolutely not. Like, come on, three minute, a baby. Yeah. There was like, there was like police Academy four didn't tickle you. Come on. We'll get to the different police academies, but like, (laughs) I feel like, like, he made a couple comedies with Leonard fucking Nimoy. Yeah. And Leonard Nimoy was like, he's not very good. He's not very good. And that was the end. That's yeah. all we saw of Goots. That's what Nimoy said? Glutes. Glutes and Goots. I consider Gutenberg a poor man's Paul Reiser, but that's <laughs> me. Yeah, I think it was market corrected by Paul Reiser. <laughs> Paul Reiser's TV and Gutenberg is films. Uh, a little film uh, called Aliens, Bubs. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there is well, a Paul Reiser Goots uh, connection. They were both oh, in a diner together. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Playing yeah. sort of the same character. Well, you you say that he's like Paul Reiser, but Steve Gutenberg's like all friendly all the time. Whereas That's true. Like, Paul Reiser's like the soup Nazi compared to him. Like they're <laughs> yes. just two different flavors of Jew. Yes, and like. like You've got the sardonic edge of Paul Reiser, who also is like Cutting. an intergalactic space lawyer. And then you've got uh, yes. Steve Gutenberg, who's just a really marmy guy. Yeah, but he is cut. Ripped. Oh, he was in Cocoon. You have me there, Chad. Mm. You have me there. You had me at Cocoon. <clears throat> um, in case you can't tell, we watched Police Academy 2. But before we talk about that, I have to talk about something really important, and that is tell a friend. We do this show, and, you know, we we would do it for no one, but 
We prefer to do it for tons and tons of people and to be millionaires. So tell your best friend, tell your worst friend, tell uh, if you happen to know someone who's a new paraplegic and is wondering like what to do with all the time. I assume our audience is mostly white males. Yes. And if you're a white male, you have to have a podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't have a podcast alone. So just tell the person you're podcasting with right now. Yes. Listen to our podcast as soon as you're done podcasting. Yes. Yeah. I happen to know that we have at least one non-binary listener and at least one Hi, Gary. listener. <laughs> this, Gary's not non-binary. He's just oh. a... <clears throat> you, guys are, you guys are checking gay. all the boxes. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have, you know, a bunch of white guys and then like some... S- Slightly less white, uh, slightly less guys. <laughs> it's not Very bad. progressive. Not bad. Um, but before we talk about Police Academy 2, we must talk about, briefly, uh, our uh, Panda Express of the week. Ring get a ding 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 da ding da ding Michael's not here, so I have to do it. Ring get a ding da ding da ding Choo-choo! The Panda Express is coming in the station. We're going to talk about movies that we watched this week and then eventually talk about them next week. John and I watched Malignant. We're not going to say too much because we're doing an entire episode about it next week. But, John, Malignant, say three words or more and then stop before you get too deep. Malignant is bananas. Yes. Wow. Exactly right. For that and more. (laughs) <laughs> Come see us next week because we're talking about it. It's on HBO Max now. If you're afraid to go to a theater, which I totally understand, uh, you can watch it at your home. Turn it up way loud. Uh, don't let yourself be confused by how weird it is because it gets even weirder. And just have a great time and come back and talk to us about it. But now we can talk about Police Academy 2. Thank um, God. There's no one better on this earth to tell us the plot of Police Academy 2 than the foremost police academy scholar in this earth maybe maybe in other worlds as well chad ryden would you tell us what happens in this movie chad oh goodness well you remember from police academy one they opened up recruits to everybody who's not qualified to be an officer (laughs) and they got a bunch of idiots and those idiots in d squad became cops and the guy who kept trying to get kicked out steve gutenberg mahoney is now the greatest cop who's ever lived. (laughs) And he has been assigned to the worst precinct in the city. And all of his friends from the police Academy D squad are most of them are now at assigned at this precinct where chaos reigns and a gang runs the city and everything's awful. And just so happens the brother of the commandant at the police Academy is the police chief of this precinct, I think. Yeah. And uh, so they bring in these guys to try to fix the city. And guess what? It goes bad. It, it does. It doesn't go well. They uh, do the, a lot of bumbling. Yeah. The, you, you would think it would go perfectly because they were such good recruits all through the police academy. They did such a good job. And now in the real world, it just goes very poorly. What? You know, they uh, they 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 interact with this gang through in in wacky different scenarios, uh, and then they end up at a zoo, and uh, the cops the cops are victorious somehow. Yes. It all somehow it all works out, and everybody's happy. Yes. Nobody gets killed. 
I don't think they do. Yeah. You failed to mention, Chadwick. I'm sorry. The leader of said gang introduces the one and only Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat. Oh. And this is why I push Police Academy 2 over Police Academy 1. Police Academy 1, better film. Uh, I mean, funnier, I think, but no Bobcat. So. So Police Academy 2 is 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 okay. better. All right. I was going to say film. this in worse of the uh in our worst segment, but Oh. Uh-oh. It does have Bobcat. But I I'm I'm like I think it was very very incel of you Chad to have oh. chosen oh. the one Police Academy that does not feature the character that led to the sexual awakening of most people our age. Listen, I want is, you, you know the character I'm talking about. Of course. And they're in the first and I think the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth movies. This is the only film she was not in. Yeah, which uh, confounding why you would choose this film. There is a, an extremely buxom, like, drill sergeant character. Yes. Who's like, that was like the draw for it. Like, there are a lot of draws. Callahan. Callahan, that's right. It's, and so she's not in the film because she was uh, in real life, she was pregnant or some shit. And so she couldn't do it, and she deeply regretted it. And they did too. So they put a random blonde woman in the sh- the movie poster who is not in the film. What they've got? If you look at the movie poster, poster right there's a random beautiful blonde buxom lady it, right there. Oh, next that is, to, that is and, just savvy marketing because and, and she is not in the movie at all. That's because because it, it like but it they is, knew there is a. A, a a bustier sized hole in this film. Oh yeah, for and, sure. You know this is I, you know I hate to say it. This is this is a sexless police academy. Movie. Wow, <sighs> it's sad. And for that, I counted four breasts. I know. Yeah, yeah there were boobs comparatively, and, and and we got to see Mauser's ass. That was a delight. Yeah. But yeah. yes, other than that, you're correct. Like we 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 missed out on the sex appeal, uh, uh, and, and the characters who did not come over from the first film were all sexy. Like it, it was the the swarthy fake uh, South American guy who had multiple girlfriends and was banging Callahan. Yeah. Callahan's not in it. You know the the big fat guy Leslie's not in it. Like there's you know it's it's sad. The, the people Harris Harris is not in it. Harris is not. He is in the film actually. During the wedding scene, uh, he's he's in there getting his picture taken. His back's to the oh, okay. camera, but he's not. Yeah, he couldn't. His character couldn't be written into the film, so it's unfortunate that I gotta say, like, so so Harris's role is filled by this like weird Jackie Gleason like like he really he really looks like Joe Piscopo had sex with an Oompa Loompa. Like it's a guy called Mauser. We've already referred to him as now recently dead and before that paralyzed. But I actually think Mauser's better than Harris. Oh, He's much, yeah. I I do think he's more charismatic. He's more entertaining, and he's more emotive. And he's not, uh, he's not as hateable, right. as Harris. So yeah. I get it. And Harris, Harris is furious. Is, Harris is fucking fine. I'm not slandering Harris. Just like I'm not going to slander Steve Gutenberg later when I say that Matt McCoy, when he replaces uh, Steve Gutenberg, is is better. Fuck you. But, no, he's not. <laughs> but, but I am going to say. Academy 5, 6, and 7 are abortions, and we don't even talk about them in the Police Academy Academy. What about a house? What about a house? Get out of here. No. Like, when he weighs down the, 
the balloon, the weather balloon. All right, let's get this out of the way. Police Academy one through four are canon. Five was awful. Six was just you know, come on, a money grab. Seven was an abortion, and we just don't talk about it. The Police Academy movies are summarily awful. (laughs) No. What we're going to do? What we're going to dig into, Chad? Because I'm with you on this. What? I'm obsessed with them because I watched them at a time in my life where you go to the video store, yeah, and I'm walking out of that video store with either a Police Academy movie or a, a like wrestling tape, like a professional wrestling tape. Let's or be real, both. I'm going to have somehow slipped behind the saloon, swinging saloon doors. And stuck one of those tapes into a wrestling tape <laughs> yeah. and get out with some porn. Ooh. Those were really the only choices of movies for my childhood. So I watched them all repeatedly over and over and over again. Yes. However, me and my brothers, me and my brothers watched these films so often, we yeah. memorized the dialogue and we would just run through the dialogue at the dinner table. My parents hated it so much. They took the videotapes away. So we made secret audio cassettes of the film's sound and we would play those. <laughs> And and drive them insane. Um, we we loved these one through four. But to my to my prepubescent and then later after Callahan, very pubescent mind. Um, sequels like nowadays we're like sequels. They they ruin everything. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, each sequel's better than the last. Oh yeah. So yeah. like in my in my weird brain, I'm like seven is the greatest police academy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now I watch it now. Look. Yeah, now I go back and holy and I, shit, I get it, you know. But still, two. This is all about nostalgia for me, and I'm, I, I'm, you know, I have no problem doing uh, this episode. I cannot believe that it won, and still think like uh, Chad like invented some crypto bots to somehow vote six hundred times to. Yeah, of course I did. Are you guys insane? <laughs> like you, you, you made this an internet poll. I'm the king of the fucking internet. I I destroyed your poll. Like anytime you you put something to the people on Twitter, guess what? I, yeah, I voted 50 times. Damn it. Are you out of your minds? Why? Beautiful. Why would you allow this to happen? And I thought you surely you guys would be like, oh no, obviously Chad is an asshole and he rigged our poll. We're not going to watch Police Academy 2. Why would we ever watch that awful movie? Like, I never thought you guys would allow this to happen, and you're you fools you to let it happen. You didn't know I had a Police Academy 4 jacket. No. Now, now, you're, now your house is going to get robbed, quite frankly. <laughs> all, the, all the Police Academy fans are going to run to his house <laughs> yeah. and steal all of his merchandise. Yeah, you idiot. We've already gone deep on things that are negative about this movie, but we haven't even talked about our favorite things yet. And I'm going to start because mine is, I think, obvious. Michael Winslow. So great. Michael Winslow. I have so many problems with this movie, but I have no problems with Michael Winslow because he comes in right off the bat. He's he's uh, making fun of these uh, smarmy people who don't have a television. They're like, oh, I don't even have a television. And then he starts making eating noises and it ruins their relationship. Yeah, it ends. It instantly ends their relationship, which is fantastic. Am yes. I incorrect in saying that he really only does like a helicopter sound and like a beep, 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 sound, and that's pretty much 
in this movie any sound those no, are throughout, sounds. throughout his career no he's uh, you have to okay everybody has to go see michael winslow live he watch him headline at a comedy club he he will do an hour it is the most amazing performance you'll ever see he closes with the star spangled banner as played oh. by Jimi hendrix he is absolutely unparalleled as a performer like you have I've no idea star spangled banner and it's like oh it's pretty much like just like a man getting too close to a microphone. No, no, he has pe- he has effects pedals and shit that he uses for that. Ooh. But but like, uh, it, oh my god, he is so great at what he does. It's absolutely amazing. And you you guys are fools if you don't go see him live every chance you get. This, uh, hey, this one does have the best uh, Michael Winslow gag in the entire series. The ninja thing. Kung Fu thing is really that that is my that is my favorite part of the film because it's not there's no indication that he is a ninja in the first film. This comes out of nowhere. He begins the he begins the scene by well, a stuntman or gymnast clearly leaping over like a 20-foot fence. (laughs) Yeah at least 15, 16 feet. No trouble. (laughs) Forward flip. And then one and then he defeats these two young toughs one of whom is played by like a 67-year-old Mexican man. Yes. <laughs> yep. And there's an Asian grocer who's like, yes, thank you. Oh, well, ha-ha. like the Asian grocer, at first the, the toughs come up to him. I love this. This is my favorite scene as well. Because the, the guys come up to the Asian grocer and he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and he's like, come on. And then he does nothing to resist. He is neutralized immediately. And then Jonesy flips over the fence, puts on a, a, a headband of some sort, and then just destroys them while the old man uh, sits there and is like, oh, not the broccoli, not the cauliflower. It's like the 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 police academy movies do not treat Asian characters nicely, no. and that is one way they have not aged properly. But bullshit, you know. Walter. Uh, the character Nogata ends up Ugh. with the buxom c- c- commandant. Damn it! Yes, yes. <laughs> I'd say but- Asian characters are treated best of all. <laughs> he does I, come out ahead. Another Winslow bit that I love. Is um, Winslow's partner early on, of course, says something really racist. He says he, he refers to Winslow and and his brethren as you people, which uh, we don't yep. like to do. Yeah. And uh, then later, uh, as he gets back at him because Gutenberg is pretending to be in a gang. He has pulled a gun on uh, Winslow's partner and put it to his head and Sean. puts him up. Whoa! Hey, give when me a said, chance. Just let me said, finish. When he says you people, he's obviously referring to. Impressionist. Impressionist, yes. He's talking about he's talking about just Winslow and, and his other impressionist friends. Uh, but later, uh Gutenberg has a gun to this partner's head when he's pretending to be a gang member, and they bend him over the squad car, and Winslow gets to kick him like 15 times, and he really gets into it, so into yeah. it that Gutenberg has to pull him off. Yeah, and it's like a nice little setup and punchline 35 minutes later, but I just love Love that little bit where he's just kicking him in the ass and really loving it. Um, what else is good about this movie? John, what's actually, what's the best part of this movie? The More best important. part of this movie? Well, I think we're probably uh, unanimous in the best scene is the Kung Fu scene. I think yeah. the second best scene is probably any scene that involves Mauser and, is it Fockler? Fockler? Fackler. Fackler. We, I mean, when we were kids, we all would just call him fucker. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, which I think is the gag. I think it's like the proto 
welcome the welcome the fuckers or here, well, here come the fuckers or whatever yes. joke. Um, but I also think there is I think there's a second legitimately awesome gag in this movie. Okay. Um, the boxing match in the living room. Yes. Between the, between the dad and the and the son is like some Kentucky Fried movie level funny to me. Yes. Yes. Um, and all of those actors are amazing. The mom is yeah. incredible. Yes. The dad, the son, they're all great. And it's a shame that they are not, that family's not carried over into all the films because they, oh. all of that is amazing. I think David Graff, who plays Tackleberry, is a legitimately excellent comedic actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, so most of the scenes he's in, like, he's kind of, because he doesn't play. His character in the context of a police academy movie is kind of a straight man. Yes. From in Police Academy One, he's like a really wild character and really like uh, militaristic and kind of like uh, you know roguish and he's pretty zany. But for the rest of the film, other than like his one big gun gag, he's kind of a straight man. But he is every cop in real life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, the, the best the best gag in the history of the Police Academy movies, real quickly, is in Police Academy One. A woman. Uh, can't get her she tries to make a, a call on a on a uh, payphone which for you kids out there you used to have to put in orders to make calls from oh, a yes. payphone I've heard of uh, and she can't get the call doesn't go through and uh tackleberry shoots the payphone until all the quarters spill out and, and then he goes ma'am can you identify your quarter <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the best police academy gag of all time make of that what you will but that guy he like he he's that straight man glue in any scene that he's in that like grounds it and makes it absurd because he plays it. He plays things straight yeah, somehow, yes. despite yeah. playing the most insane militaristic thing. And also furthermore, I do think there's like a lot of really good comedic actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. And whereas now if a movie like this were made, it would be mostly like, like Abercrombie and Fitch models playing mm-hmm. these characters. Yes. Yeah. It's guys like Tim Kazarinski from SNL. Yes. It's guys like Bobcat Goldthwaite. Mm-hmm. It's guys, you know, people from the actor's studio, shit like that. Uh, and, and I think it, you know, it lends, all of these are like legitimately eccentric, interesting characters. And I do think that makes it like a cut above. Like I know that people growing up now, they'll look to stuff like the 21 jump street movies and like, all the uh, Will Ferrell movies as sort of their um, their police academy type movies, right? But I'm just gonna say it. Ours are better. Ours yeah. are better because yeah. it's there. It's actually like a blend of like good and bad, like laughing because it's good and laughing because it's ridiculous. As opposed to like the movies that are made now, they either you know it's either like a, a Talladega Nights where they really nail it and it's actually a really good movie, or it's just like a fucking drag and a fucking bore and there's no like for for us we we had a special time and that time was the 80s where these movie franchises had tons of money dumped into them and it was a bunch of like harvard lampoon comedy writers or people aping harvard lampoon comedy writers trying to actually write comedies and it it led to like a golden age of shitty comedies yes the good old days yeah Uh, yeah i agree and i i think Oh, you know, one of the things that, uh, like, I reading about this movie, I didn't know was Sweet Chuck was supposed to be in that very first scene, and that's it. But him, his interaction with Bobcat was so great right. that they were just like, we have to write this guy into the whole film and the whole and every sequel. So Kevin it's like, Rinsky and Goldthwait, their, uh, their rapport for the rest of the movies is, is the, the best. Yeah. yeah, absolutely the best. So great. 
Yes, he's he's the little dude. I love that little dude. Um, didn't he play? Am I right to remember that he played Hitler in in that Hitler sketch? Yes. Hi, Hitler. Yeah. Is that he, true? Yeah. He was all over. Uh, he was all over SNL for like three years. Like, like three of the better years. Like he's there during the Eddie Murphy Joe Piscopo era. Right. Yes. He was like a support player. That, but and I know he was a big part of the writing staff too during that era. Which you know, like that's that's a, like you know, that's Ebersol times. Which that's good. That's good SNL. Yeah, you know. Yes. So and, and you know, he I, I know I don't know much about Tim Kazarinsky. I know he was very close with John Belushi. Hmm. So that makes me think that that weird little man also was doing like weird little drugs. So I'm I have a morbid fascination with him. Let's but he's one of those he's one of those Chicago guys, and you know that's a good scene at that doing time. Tons of blow. Yeah. Um, I have a few more positive things to say. Okay. Believe it or not. Um, I, I kind of don't believe it. You don't believe <laughs> it? I don't like it anymore. Um, one, uh, Fackler is with his new partner, and they're both guys with uh, glasses. Uh, and they are in a donut <laughs> shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> behind them, as, as uh, Fackler is getting shown the ropes, uh, someone is pouring gasoline on their car. <laughs> And then a, a nice young gentleman asks for a match, and he says, keep the pack. Yeah. And then they're still talking about more donuts, and their entire car gets set on fire. He's like, that's right. you got to endear yourself to the people. <laughs> the flames. <laughs> can, can, we do, can we do a subreddit on, on Fockler here for a second? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that guy could have been like Will Ferrell or something. He's so on point. For those movies and he didn't do fuck all i don't recognize him for anything else and he's yeah. like a, an integral part of the police the yeah. police academy movies are just a, a larger part of my of my filmic universe than they are in the real film universe because right. i just keep going like why isn't that guy more stuff <laughs> where's fackler where's fackler yeah. <laughs> if they could put him and his the woman who plays his wife in the police academy movies like in other movies together as a pair and that would just oh <laughs> That'd be so great. I'll do it. I'm going to write a movie for them. Put them in. There's another factor bit where he, um, he, they're, they're trying to finally stop the gangs and he's talking to some guy who's looking, he's under the hood of a car trying to steal it clearly. <laughs> and then some other guy sneaks up to try to grab him. And Fackler accidentally hits the guy behind him in the head and then turns around and accidentally knocks the hood on top of the man and cr- certainly crushes him to death. And yeah. that's a good little bit. I love the big dog. Just, yes, Lou. Just something beautiful about a big ass dog. I love that. Uh, and this is my final positive. Um, I love when uh, Gutenberg is meeting uh, Zed, played by Bob Goldthwait. And um, <laughs> Gutenberg says, uh, My name is Jughead. And Bob <laughs> says, my mother's name was Jughead, <laughs> which is just. Well, I'm thinking about changing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an American name. <laughs> Gutenberg, Gutenberg saying, "I'm thinking about changing it." Is, yeah. is my favorite part of that. It's really good. <laughs> um, and also, this is this is neither good nor bad. But apparently, according to AMC Plus, which uh, played ads three or four times during the showing of Police Academy Two. The Walking Dead is still fucking on. This is it's their last season. Thank God. Fuck them. What? What about what? Fear the Walking Dead? Is it their last season of that as well? I'm sure. Uh, have not heard. Season. Have not heard. I Why turned did... down a pretty well-paying hosting job 
for like a a, a a nerdy web review series because I would have been required to catch up on The Walking Dead. It was just a I, I started trying to do it and I got a couple seasons in. I was like, I can't do this. There's seven seasons. I can't do it. Yeah, I've I've I I, I stuck in it longer than I should. Uh, that third season was pretty hard, and uh, the rest of it was just fucking stupid. <laughs> I will yeah. never do that again, folks. We'll never talk about The Walking Dead again. Chad, this yeah. is your moment. This is the well, moment you've been waiting for. This is the part of the show where you get to talk about the best parts of a movie. This is your time, and I do mean time because I'm going to time. I'm going to give you like two and a half minutes here. I'm starting a two time. and a half minutes. Okay. Well, we've already talked about the good stuff, like the the. the I'm gonna Joe- give you. I'm gonna give you two minutes of your own. Jonesy doing the kung fu shit is great. Yes. Uh, 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 Mahoney, everything he did in this film is fantastic. Uh, it's a. <laughs> it's amazing that he is the best cop in the movie. Yes. Uh, just unbelievable. Um, Tackleberry nails it every time he does anything. Um, but Sweet Chuck is the best, and and uh, Bubba Smith, of course, amazing. Um, <laughs> that's never been said outside of the context of football ever. Bubba Smith <laughs> did such a good job in these movies and they should have given him more, but like, it's so interesting. Like sweet Chuck's name was not sweet Chuck. If you look at the, the glass, it's spelled differently. It was said differently. And Bubba Smith could not say the oh, name. Oh, and God. so they just said, fuck it. His name is sweet Chuck. Say sweet Chuck. And they changed the guy's name, <laughs> the character's name because Bubba Smith could not, Fucking say the characters. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, That's football, football, baby. um, I don't know. There's so much, so much great shit in this movie. The monster truck at the end, like it's all, it's all, it's all just everything you want, except for the big, beautiful blonde lady with huge tits. Like I mean. It, it is Why, like I, Chad. Why? Yeah, I, you know, I wasn't in charge, she's but also, she, she's also a really good. Oh, I thought that was a Chad suggestion. I didn't know that Sean did Police Academy too. <laughs> uh, no, she, I didn't um, suggest Police Academy too. Did I? I don't know. You put it in the poll. I put it in the poll because Chad has been requesting it for. Some yeah, I, I just uh, every time anybody asks for a film, I always say Police Academy too. It's, it's okay, the best. That's part of, uh, she's one of the best actresses in the series too, though. Sure. Like she's really good, and there are, like I said, like there's Colleen Camp. There's there's good, there's primo actors in this. It kind of goes down as we as as the series goes on as far as uh, acting pedigrees. But it's interesting to me that for the most part, the cast stuck together and made all of these movies. So they must have really enjoyed working together. And I think it kind of shows on the screen. Like it's it's like all of these have like I don't know a feel to them that they were fun to make. Um, one one more note before we move on to our worst things. I don't know much about the Police Academy movies, but I've noticed one name in the credits. Uh, Barry Blaustein wrote this. Uh, he's the all I know about Barry Blaustein is they wrote Coming to America, and then he also is the uh, writer, director, narrator, co-star of the uh, classic wrestling documentary Beyond the Mat. Oh, really? Which is like a really great movie for all those food courtesans out there. It's like. The stories of Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. 
behind the scenes wrestling and deeply depressing awesome. movie. Yeah. Deeply <laughs> depressing. But man, if, if all you've got is police Academy two and coming to America, that's a pretty damn good resume. Swish. Yeah. 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 And beyond the mat, do you get to watch Mick Foley arrive in his hometown and not know how to get back to his house? <laughs> get to watch Jake Roberts smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. Get to watch Terry Funk just break his ankle walking. Yes. <laughs> you get to see a doctor say, uh, sorry, you, you have nothing holding your bones together. Most people have like tendons and shit, but you don't have any of that. You just have, I think just the meat is holding your bones together. And uh, so I don't know how you can walk, sir, but have, have a nice evening doing uh, wrestling, get a, jumping off of a 20 foot ladder onto a Japanese man. Have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day indeed. It's a great, great documentary. Um, I'm going to say negative stuff. I know it's crazy. Who could come up with negative stuff about Police Academy 2, the greatest film of all On time? On guard, Chad. On guard. It's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, my low main low man of this is I. there isn't a plot. And I know... I, I Get know, out. And this is... I think the pro- the main problem is I compare it to like a naked gun or an airplane where don't do that. It's a series it's a of sketches. Idea. Sure. It, 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 it's a bad idea to compare anything to those movies, but <laughs> like one of the things that makes those movies flow for me is that, okay, an airplane, he's, he can't fly anymore and he loves this lady and they're all on the plane. And there is a story there that works as a story, even as there are a bunch of sketches happening. And in the same thing with Naked Gun, you know, he's got to protect the queen and he, he keeps fucking shit up. But in the end, he st- still has to keep protecting the queen and he too falls in love. But in this, it's like eventually, I think once the Gutenberg stuff kicks in and once he joins the gang is when it kind of like starts to feel like stuff is happening. But that isn't for like an hour yeah, there's there's basically two different plots in the police academy films. One is we're at the academy we're doing some recruits through, and they do that in like one, three, and six. I think we, we skip some shit, but like the the others are just sketches. Essentially, the police academy movies. I let Chad off the hook during his summary because I know he's nervous and he's been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> but let's talk about how the police academy movies are grim augury dystopias that foretold the future because the actual beginning of the police academy thing is uh you know what uh we're having such a hard time getting decent cops that just anybody Anybody. can be a cop show up what that's what the fuck has happened yeah (laughs) and and mahoney keep he keeps getting in trouble with the law so much that they basically make him into a cop well if you profile cops and criminals yeah pretty much get the same goddamn profile these days so uh, police academy tried to warn us barry blaustein tried to warn us but we didn't listen and here we are yeah blaustein was like whatever you do don't give give these people military equipment right even regular guns are too dangerous for these men but definitely don't give them tanks and we all said no we should give them tanks i'll do my worst thing and it's a bit of a downer but Uh, as you've noticed michael isn't on the show this week and I can't say I blame him because his point was, I don't really think movies about cops are funny. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're watching this movie now, it has a totally different flavor than when you watch it as a kid. You know, true. Uh, Like if they remake Police Academy, I guarantee you they're gonna have to put a healthy dose of uh, uh, of commentary regarding you know 
just what policing has become in this country. Or maybe they sure. fucking won't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, apparently, the re- they've been saying a reboot's going to happen since like 2004. Yeah, apparently, I don't buy it's it. really happening, Chad. I don't buy it. I know that Key and Peele had had a script they were shopping around, and it was supposedly in the works, but who knows? I I don't see it happening. So many of them are dead, and Gutenberg's not going to come back. Michael Winslow's up for anything. Gutenberg's going to come back, Chad. He will not. Gutenberg will come back. No, he won't. Maybe maybe Gutenberg in Three Men and a Little Baby era, Gutenberg wouldn't (laughs) come back. Gutenberg will come back in fucking anything gutenberg will come back for a cocoon remake gutenberg will come back for any remake diner three he'll do it guaranteed i don't know i don't know I, i've talked to michael winslow about it he is in and ready to go whenever oh, they're ready no doubt bobcat no. does not want anything to do with this shit um yeah. and i think the rest of them are dead bobcat's like a very well-established director of shitty movies now I mean, <laughs> I love his films and his standup is incredible, but he doesn't want anything to do with this shit anymore. You know, he got, you know, he got, he got famous, famous enough to marry a hot lady off of this. He should be thankful. And he should make the remake. We need Zed. We need, we need someone to play Jughead, the original Jughead. Let's get the Zed origin story. Let's de-age Bobcat. Let's get Ooh. the origin story for Zed. Jughead's <laughs> kid. Uh, I mean, this, what, we can make this happen. Do it all in CGI. Who gives a shit? My other worst thing is I actually think Steve Gutenberg's pretty bad in this one. I think it's the worst it's the worst performance by Gutenberg in the series. I think he's very uninspired in some moments where he had a lot of uh like the the undercover scenes, he could have done a lot there and he does the absolute least amount you could with it. Yeah. Uh it's pretty it's a pretty bad Gutenberg performance uh of the series and I stand by my uh by my, uh, my by my statement earlier. I think uh, the cousin who comes in and replaces Gutenberg is a funnier actor. Matt McCoy. Get out of here. Pretty good oh, actor. What a really awful. good surprise, I think, both of you. But I like Gutenberg as gang member. I oh. I think the I mean, I don't love him as as gang member, but there's one part when he's first pretending to be a gang member when he's like walking down a street, knocking down every single thing in the street. <laughs> yes. That I like a lot. That's funny, yeah. He pulls a man out of a telephone booth and he says, they'll call you back. And then he breaks a window. I, I like that bit. I mean, that's a good gag, but I still think, like, I expected more from Goots in that, in that yeah. spot. Like, I just thought it was so great that, that like, he's trying not to pre- present as a cop and he puts on a stupid cop mustache. Like, that's how he disguises himself. <laughs> he looks more like a cop. Uh, yeah, he totally did. Uh, so this, will, this will pain you in great ways, Chad. But what is your low main low main of this picture? What's the worst part of Police Academy 2? I think we've already talked about it. Callahan's not in it, and that is a huge, huge mistake. Uh, they should have just waited till she was available and shot it then. Who gives a shit? The woman, the blonde woman in the poster who's not in the film <laughs> is the funniest thing I think in the entire okay. it's it's not in the movie, but it's the funniest thing about the movie. That's just red-blooded American marketing right there. Oh god, I think it's so great that they did that. <laughs> but yeah. you know, but yeah, other than that, I mean I think um it's it's uh the the worst part of the movie I think is the mayor not really doing more than she did. Uh there there could have been a plot if 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 that was really Something. I think, yeah. the, I think the gag is useless woman mayor. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and of, and of course, the, the, the city has gone to shit. 
This was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a gag in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's yeah i think that's where your plot falls apart and i think the worst part of the movie is is cal is, is the women callahan's not in it hooks doesn't have enough stuff to do yes yeah, um she should be in more she's yeah she's me. she's great in every everything she does and they just didn't give her enough and uh that's it yeah the lack of women and or the woman who's completely ineffective another yes. terrible thing for me and this is a bit existential is realizing how stupid i was as a child <laughs> Because anytime I saw the WKRP in Cincinnati guy who plays yeah. one of the captains in this movie, I thought that was George Carlin. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was George Carlin. As a child, I could never tell the difference between him and Martin Mull. I always thought that he and Martin Mull were sort of the well, had like same mustache, same kind of head. Martin Mull is the funniest man who ever lived. Yes. And the other guy isn't. That guy, yeah. He's that guy from Aww. WKRP. Um, He's fine, but Martin Mull is the fuck. Yes, he's no Martin Mull. Um, Fellas, we're we're rewriting the script. Here's my potential idea for how to make this in a remake. Uh, One thing I think that they do a little bit of, but that they should do more of, is people should have should be assigned to the wrong thing. Like uh, Mauser, basically, just kind of puts people with their strengths. Like he makes uh Tackleberry a, a motorcycle cop and motor he's the perfect motorcycle cop. He uh, he should be a motorcycle cop. Mm-hmm. If I were doing it, I would have Hightower as a motorcycle co- cop because there's no way that he could like effectively ride the motorcycle. He would fall over yeah. and is well, maybe yeah, he he can't drive with you if you were a more astute uh, police academic. As we saw in the first film, you would know that he cannot drive. He learned exactly. to drive. He learned to drive, and he was amazing at driving. By the White time Savior taught him to drive, yeah, canceled. <laughs> 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 and then have all of their strengths to come together. They do it a little bit. They have at the end. Winslow uses his powers <laughs> to make them think that there's thousands of police coming in, and they go, "Oh no, it's just listen to all of them. Can you hear them?" And that bit is good, but I think there's a way for like, I don't know. I wrote down that Hightower lifts a thing, and then then Fackler somehow there's like a Rube Goldberg thing where yes. Fackler falls down some stairs, and Just a bunch of all over. other weird trash that is around knocks down fifty guys. Stuff like that would kind of like make the since the through line of these characters is like the way they fuck things up. Like have Fackler is fucking up be a, a positive have him somehow knock some people over if you're listening key if you're listening mr <laughs> peel uh i'd be happy to work on your script with you um i think we can make something really special i can't do any more goddamn jordan peel scripts for a while after Candyman. Woo! still haven't seen it can't wait don't do it chad I have to. I have to. It's pretty good. It's all right. Okay, Chad, you can go to Candyman, but you need to see the following horror films first: (laughs) Malignant. Yes. Yes. Don't breathe too. Yes. And Nighthouse. Yes. Okay. All much better than Candyman, and all happen to be in theaters right now. And then, and in fact, Candyman probably only seems really shitty to me because of these three films being all right around it. Yes. It's been it's been a good year for horror, I would say. Yeah. Um. Do you think that guy Fockler's career was ruined forever because he gets humiliated so many times in the Police Academy movies that it's unfucking believable? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like I saw like him like super glue his dick to his balls and like 
get his ass sewn short. Like I feel like he was completely like <laughs> almost like saw, saw movie. Yeah, like saw he movie level torture porn in these films because he's he's real. Like I clicked on his IMDb, he, like ceases to exist. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't you think know. They killed him for real in Police Academy Seven. <laughs> they dropped him off. He's, of the he's still in board. Moscow. He's, he never came <laughs> home. <laughs> Okay, before we leave, um, became let's a star a little, in Moscow. It's a little earlier in the year, but can we do a Ranksgiving with Chad and make him rank the police academy? Ooh, movie? yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I I would have number uh, one and then two and then four. <laughs> two? two? He did them all in order. I would love it. <laughs> I, almost, I was tempted. I almost did. One, two, then four, then three. And then the rest of them can go fuck themselves. Wow. All right, hold on. Hold on. Which one do they go to the Miami in? Five. That's, That's five. Five is number one. Absolutely not. <laughs> Terrible which film. One, which one has Sharon Stone? Is that four? That's four. David Spade, Sharon Stone, and Citizens Ooh. on Patrol. Citizens, actually, you know what? Citizens on Patrol is pretty. Well, obviously, one is the best one. I would, I would say Citizens on Patrol is the second best one. I like it a lot. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I did not know Sharon Stone was was in the conversation. She is almost attainable in this one. Really, Sean? She's like so eighties out and like completely dressed that it's like almost. She's like Linda Hamilton in Terminator. Like yeah. maybe if like I was the only man she ever knew. <laughs> yes. Like I could get there, man. <laughs> like she's that. She's at least out there for us to. Okay. It could you know we could, we could never be with. I I think I think she could love me if she really got to know me. She could probably love me. That's what I like about you. Sean. All you needs a chance. If you're listening, Sharon Stone, um, I've seen your horny tweets, so I know that <laughs> despite being like 60, you're you're still a horny old lady, and I like that. I think she's boning like a preteen rapper now. Of or course she like is. She remains one of the hottest people ever. Yeah. Somehow she just got older and got hotter, and it's it's. And she disgusting. sounds like she smoked like six billion cigarettes, but doesn't really look it. Yeah, she she can get it. Yeah, she, you heard it here first, guys. Chad <laughs> riding wood, potentially. Wood. Yeah. It, you know, if they had a nice dinner first, he's not a whore. No, uh, I've I've got to be wine and dined. It's got to be an emotional connection. Yeah. Okay. That would be amazing to be in a bedroom with Sharon Stone and just be like, uh, I mean, you're, I think you're beautiful and all, but we, we need to go out on two to three more dates. Yeah. You need to buy me more dinners and then we can see what happens after that. Um, speaking of wonderful dinners, uh, we love to have dinner on the food court every week and we want you to join us every week. So, uh, the things you must do are this one, Tweet at us at Food Court Cast. Send us your ranking of the Police Academy movies or any ranking of any movie series of all time <laughs> or a director or any any ranking you can even think Hear of. Hear me out. The one Tweet in Miami they get on Tweet one of those anything. boats that's powered by a fan. A boat that's powered by a fan. Yes, fan boat. Um, also, head over to Instagram to Food Court Movie Podcast. And, you know, I don't know what you do over there. Just hit the hard button a bunch of times and then hit the. There's a paper airplane button. I don't know what that does, but hit that too. Uh, also, bell. ring what? the bell. Yeah, ring the bell. I don't on know what YouTube. the bell is. Go to our YouTube. Go to the YouTube yeah. and ring the bell. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. There's not going to be a poll this week because we're fucking watching Malignant. 
<laughs> we will watch Malignant. Banana. Bananas, because it is bananas. Uh, Chad's going to be watching it, whether he likes it or not. Michael will be back for that show because we need him on Malignant. Bad. I can force him to I watch it. I can't believe he boycotted this just because it's fucking pigs in the movie. <laughs> I'm proud of him. We Come should on. mention that as a show, we, we are probably the most anti-cop podcast ever that ever existed. Yeah, Unless, of course, something happens and I need them. Um, you know, if I need to call 911, of course, if there's a robbery coming. in my house. They ain't coming. They'll protect me. I'm going to say, excuse me, this is a very important white person. Uh, maybe you've heard my podcast. Uh, it's called Food Court. Uh, we're at Food Court Cast on Twitter. <laughs> 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 Just come check us out. So uh, come and join us every week at 10 Eastern, 9 Central on Twitch, or listen to us on your favorite podcast app and give us a wonderful review. And Chad, uh, before we go, if yes. you have anything to plug? Uh, you can go to my website, fuckthehomeless.com. We're doing a lot of really good work for people who deserve it. I'm at Chad Ryden, R-I-D-E-N, everywhere on the internet. And uh, yeah, just stop by. I'll uh, I'll be doing stuff. Thank you so much for being on the show, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for watching this, the greatest film of all time. It's been a delight to talk about the greatest film, definitively the greatest film of all time. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Police Academy 2. I still think the other one that's in Miami is the greatest, <laughs> greatest. You're out of your mind. Just <laughs> awful. <God. laughs> Damn. <laughs> the one in Miami is definitively the greatest, greatest <laughs> film of all time. You heard it here first. Uh, on behalf of Chad Ryden, on behalf of the late, great John Burr, I am Sean Parrott, and I want to say to all of you listening and watching, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs>